Hey everyone, and welcome to the Worthy Women Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, but like most of my friends, you can call me Liv. As the founder and CEO of the wellness brand Live Well Daily, I created the Worthy Women community to invite you in on the conversation of what it looks like to begin living as a worthy woman, like Ephesians 4 1 through 7 describes. When women know their worth is rooted in Christ and not in their bodies, they then can begin to make healthy decisions relationally, nutritionally, physically, and spiritually. I am so excited you are here and that you're going to be joining in on the conversation. You can expect a new show each week as we begin to live well daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worthy Women Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, and I'm so excited you are here joining us for this fresh conversation, this fresh word that God gave me yesterday, November 1st, which is the word that I feel like Holy Spirit is saying over the month of November. So without wasting any more time, we're going to jump on in. So Holy Spirit typically gives me a word at the beginning of every single month. I believe it's just fresh revelation to encourage me and to inspire me and to keep me looking for him um, and in the season that he um, is, is bringing about. And so the word that I heard over November was arise for you will be victorious and victorious means having won a victory. So a battle that was at play and you are on the winning side. You won. It also means a sense of fulfillment. And so when I heard the spirit of the Lord say victory, I hear that there's, I just feel that there's going to be victory in different areas of our lives, especially since the body, the church has just been in this transition period. I really feel that. I think this year, you know, my church has been saying, this is a year of taking ground. This is a year of taking territory. And before, you know, they were saying that, at our church, the spirit was saying that to me as well and speaking Joshua um, over over myself and 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 moved me to a new home into a new territory and new area in Nashville. And I heard him say, like, yeah, this is the year for taking ground. And so there's been a lot of testing, there's been a lot of waiting, there's been a lot of um, just maybe some resistance coming up against you from taking kingdom territory. And I really feel that in, as we wrap up this year, that the spirit is saying, arise, don't shrink back. Don't sit back down, arise, stand up tall for you will be victorious. And so when he was saying that over November, he gave me some scriptures um, that went with that. And so in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, we're going to read verse 6 and 7, the Passion Translation. And so it says, if troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on That means that you will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance. 
for the comfort pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Now, our hope for you is unshakable because we know that just as you share in our coming sufferings, you will also share in God's coming strength. And so I, I, th- I just want to speak that out over you. I think it also speaks to just this season of, of tribulation, this season of affliction, this season of suffering, because taking ground, there's always a battle that's involved. So if we're looking at the story of Joshua, when they were going in and taking the promised land, as soon as they were infiltrating and going in, it was a battlefield. It, it, the entire book of Joshua is different battle after battle after battle after battle. I've also heard it's an Esther season. Sudden reversals are, are coming into play. But I think the other thing, you know, I think the church, what we need to be thinking about is as an Esther season, God is giving his children the opportunity to defend themselves. It's another battle. The Israelites, the big reversal was the Israelites go from being um, captive to warriors and knowing that they are on the winning side they know that they you know for such a time as this they will rise up and they will be victorious and so i I think what the lord is saying when he's saying arise for you will be victorious he's saying arise continue in the battle that you are in and know that my comfort is coming to you that will strengthen you it will sustain you to help you keep moving forward. And that's what I hope this word represents. I truly hope that this word just comforts you, um, gives you fresh revelation, gives you fresh wind in your sails to keep going for you will be victorious. Why? Because Jesus Christ is on the throne. The second scripture he gave me is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, we all experience times of testing which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust in him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. And so, again, I just really think there's been a lot of affliction in this season of taking ground, of taking territory. And as you are, you know, continuing to war for the, for the things that you are, you know, believing for in this season, as you continue to fight this battle and remain faithful to stay on the course, you know, the times of testing are there, but God will always be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But he, as he, as it says, the scripture says that he's screening this, this affliction, he's screening this trial, and he is allowing you, um, to experience this test so that as the pressure, as you get pressed, what's in your heart comes out. And so if there's, you know, junk in there, I know there has been for me personally in this season, you are getting pressed and what what's coming out needs to come out because once you get over into the promised land, it's still going to be a, a battle. I think about 
when they were in the wilderness season. So for example, we go back to the story of Joshua when they were in the wilderness season and they were going and taking territory and and, and in Deuteronomy, Moses is setting them up with, with revelation of what is about to come and to remember the word of the Lord and to keep this commandment um, over their home and over their lives. It's, it's just a beautiful book um, that is preparing for the taking of territory of taking that promise that God spoke out over his over his chosen nation over his children the Israelites and so in the wilderness they experience many tests and in that testing it is a time of crushing right there's new wine that's being developed but in that in the crushing whatever is in your heart will come to the surface and will come out and so you have to you know you have to allow holy spirit to rid you of doubt to rid you of insecurity to rid you of unworthy to rid you of 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 maybe um, unhealthy thought patterns unhealthy eating patterns just old wineskin that is not going to work in the new territory has to go. And that comes out in the crushing and in the testing, but know that God is screening everything, right? And it says that he will provide you a way to escape. That means it's not that you're not going through that test, that you're just going to avoid it altogether, but maybe through the the fresh revelation that he's giving to you in this word, this is providing you comfort, which is a means of, you know, escape for your mental health um, so that you will remain steady on the course and be victorious. And so just know too that in that crushing and in that testing, the Israelites had to go through that wilderness because it was preparation you know, it was to test what was in their hearts and if they would obey the word of the Lord, if they would keep the commandment and trusting and following him. And that needed, you know, he needs to, we need to keep him as our first love. And in the wilderness season, it's testing all of that. It's really testing the words that you say um, and, and showing if that's the same reflection and example of what's going on in your heart before the promised land and before going in and taking territory. So those were the two scriptures that he gave me over November, but I want to kind of jump back a little bit in September and October and why I think November is very significant. And so, like I said, Holy Spirit tends to give me a word at the beginning of every single month, and it's kind of a prophetic word. And it's sometimes will go hand in hand with my dreams that I'm having. It will go with the word that he is, is speaking to me in Um, and usually in just a way that I can see him move in my own personal life. And I've just felt stirred to share some of this with you all, not sharing the entirety of it, but just sharing pieces of that. And so I want to first take you to a prayer that I wrote to um, Holy Spirit um, as I was journaling one day, because I can... I think it's so important to journal and write our prayers down because then you can go back through and read and you can see God's faithfulness in your own life. Just like the word of God, we read these stories of God's faithfulness and that stirs faith within us. It stirs hope, gives us comfort so that we can carry on and be victorious. If Joshua and Esther were victorious, how much more will we be victorious, right? We are his sons and his daughters. And so I wrote this down. And I just think it's really just encouraging for me personally, because 
God has answered this prayer. It says, for I, I long for more revelation, God. Please don't forget the promise you have made me. For your promises are my hope and confidence. Come and strengthen me with fresh revelation. In all my affliction, God, I find great comfort in your promises. I am determined to do all that you say. With all of my heart, I seek your face. Pour out your grace on me as you've promised. I will not delay in obeying you. So please, God, do not delay in rescuing me. Since then, God has given me fresh revelation. Just literally this over the weekend, I had a really long quiet time. And this is all that's a whole other podcast episode if I uh, feel stirred to share that with you all. But he gave me fresh revelation of, of what he is doing right now in this season. And I'm really excited for the church. But reading that, you know, I was praying for a fresh revelation. And when I look back at September, October, and now what he's saying over November, this is revelation uh, that God, I truly believe, wants to share. And so in September, he shared the word birth, that this month is a birthing season. It's a birthing month. And so it says, In Isaiah 49, 16, it says, yet I will not forget you. And I really felt like the spirit was saying that to me, live, I will not forget you. The person that's listening on the other side of the screen, he is saying, I will not forget you. Behold, he's saying, take an account, realize, examine, behold, I have engraved you in the palm of my hand. And I just found such great comfort in that. And and when I was writing that scripture down, I was also writing down a dream that I had. So I have had three pregnant dreams this year. And prophetically, that can mean um, that you know I'm birthing a new beginning, a and birthing a ministry, birthing a, a promise, a long-awaited promise of the Lord. And it's been very significant to the season that I was in. So in early spring, so on Purim, actually, which is the Jewish holiday of the Esther holiday of when the Jews were victorious, the Lord spoke to me a lot about Esther, a lot about Purim, a lot about 10 and 3 and 13. Um, I had my first pregnancy dream, and that was all about preparation. And I was with my girlfriends. I was pregnant. I was not married and it wasn't something that was like a shameful thing. It was like truly a preparation. I literally told my friends in this dream, Hey, I need you to help me to prepare because I'm going to have the baby in the home. And we were in the upper room, which is this room that you're looking at right now of my house. And I was pacing back and forth and my friends were there with me. And the night before house worship or early that morning of whenever I had that dream, um, house worship got started in my home. And so I, I could see, you know, the Lord speak preparation over that season. So all of spring was preparation, preparation for what I've, I feel like is coming for myself and for this house and for the move of God in in East Nashville and what he specifically has asked me to do. And so that first dream is all about preparation. I was preparing 
to have a baby. I was preparing for the the promises that God has spoken over my life. The second dream comes in and it's all about labor. So it's all about laboring in the entire months of summer. So from May all the way until the end of July, early August, there was immense affliction going on in my life. Different random difficult things um, that were very, very difficult. Um, and I felt, and then in the midst of that, I had my second pregnancy dream and I was in labor and I was going into labor and I was passing through a waiting room and going straight into the delivery room. Oh, that's like so prophetic. Um, but in that waiting room, in that passing, my dad was in there. And so as you guys, you know, know my story and know my relationship with my dad. And if you haven't go back and listen to, um, episode one and episode three, I believe where my dad is featured in it. Um, but, um, I was passing the waiting room and my dad was in there and he looks at me and he goes, are you going to be awake for this one or asleep? And I looked at him and I said, Oh, I'll be awake. And I really feel like what he was saying to me in that waiting room was, Live, is this going to be another dream that you are going to have, or is this going to happen in real time? And it was like, I looked at him like, oh, it's going to happen in real time. When this baby, when this miracle is finally birthed, it's going to happen in real time and it will bear witness. And the only source of that will be God. And so it was just passing through the waiting room, saw my dad, went straight into the delivery room, and it was all about maintaining this posture of faith and having the baby. And so I didn't have the baby in the second dream. It got to the point where the midwife, when she came in, she was like, she said, push three times. She was like, push, push, push. And on the third time, I woke up and I felt Holy Spirit say, you are going to have to push through the pain. You're going to have to push through the physical exhaustion. You're going to have to push through the mess, right? All of those things that come with labor, they also come in time of times of testing, in your wilderness season, in your time of affliction. You are going to have to push through and you're going to have to stay the course because if you stop pushing, your miracle, your baby will not And I really felt that over the Holy Spirit, him say, hey, you can't stop pushing. This is going to be tough. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be painful. It's going to be messy, but you can't stop. You have to keep pushing, push through and know that you will be victorious, right? And so then in September, September 1st, or not September, September 1st, he gave me the word, um, birth, birthing, birthing month. And at the end of the month on the Jewish new year, I had the third pregnancy dream. And in this dream, I gave birth to a baby girl and it was very swift. There was no labor at all. I remember being in the tub. Now my dude, this is all a dream, but I remember being in the tub and then they handed her to me and she was perfect. And she had big blue eyes, um, dark brown hair, and she had glowing, beautiful skin. Like she was perfect. And when they handed her to me, I don't know who it was who handed her to me. Um, they said, what do you want to call her? And it was just something so new that I didn't even have a name. And the name that I did choose was not a name that I have personally have planned for my future unborn children. Like us girls, we all have names. We want to name our kids. We all have a list. Um, but I didn't choose that. I looked at her and I said, her name is Isla. 
And when I woke up out of that dream and I was writing that down, I was like, why did I name her Isla? And I looked up the the meaning of that and it means island. And island means peaceful and serene. And so when I look back to September 1st, when he said, excuse me, when he said birthing season, it's a birthing season. He gave me Psalm 116. And in one of the verses in 116 says, relax and rest, be confident and serene. For the Lord rewards fully those who simply trust in him. And when they handed her to me, she was beautiful. It was perfect. It was peaceful. It was serene. And it was this beautiful miracle provision from the Lord. And so that really, it just spoke to me because it says, relax and rest, be confident and serene for the Lord rewards fully those who simply trust in him. And Islas means island, and island literally means peaceful and serene. (laughs) Just, I love the significance there. And then uh, I had other scriptures that the Lord gave me in September, and it says, clearly God has not failed to fulfill his promises to Israel, for that will never happen. In nine months from now, your wife, Sarah, will have a son. And this was in Romans 9, uh, verse 6 and 9, the Passion Translation. And as I was going through Romans, I just really felt stirred um, to write those down, especially as the Lord, those were the scriptures that I wrote down for September 1st, somebody said birthing. And at the end of September, I had that third and final pregnancy dream where I gave birth. And so that dream really was significant for the harvest season. We are in the harvest season. We are in the fall. And so I truly believe that we are going to see fresh um, fresh revelation, that there's going to be a birthing of, of a new career or job opportunities, kingdom marriages, relationships, and, and potential partners in business and ministry. There's going to be fresh wisdom and revelation for the coming revival that is getting ready to take place in our nation. There's going to be a greater perspective of health and honoring the temple, right? These are ways in which you may see um, a a fresh, like a birthing um, season in your life. Um, But I just think it's, it was so just clear of what God was saying and saying to me and wanting to speak this out. So I truly believe you know, all of spring, it was preparation. And it truly was like, I lived that out. I was all about preparing my house for house worship, preparing my house for a move of God. And we witnessed, um, and are still witnessing in this home and a crazy move of God. And then the summer, as soon as we left spring and we immediately went into summer, it was labor and there was just immense affliction. And, and, and God was saying, push, push through this. You're going to labor what I have shown you, what you've been prepping for, and now you're going to labor it. Okay. And as soon as we went into fall and the fall months began, you know, there was a delivery, there was a birth. And so I want you to be expectant for a birth of something new to happen in your life. So he said that over September. And I, again, I think that is significant for September, October, and November, because then that bleeds into what he said over 
October. And over October, I heard the Lord say, restoration, I am coming to restore what the locusts have stolen. So there was something birthed in the supernatural or maybe in the natural for you in September. Maybe you got married in September. Maybe you got engaged in September. Maybe you've met your significant other. Maybe you um, are taking steps into a new opportunity in, in business or ministry or whatever that may be. You may have seen that. Or for me, it's been more supernatural. But in October, he spoke restoration and he's coming to restore what the locusts have stolen. And it says, he was saying to me, look for restoration in family. First and foremost, I truly believe God is moving and working in families like never before. Um, He's moving in homes. That's the second place, a place of refuge, a place of nurture, a place of growth, um, a place of rest and restoration is the home. Um, And I also see this in finances. God is coming to restore finances. Those that have been um, sowing many seeds in faith, you're about to reap a harvest. And then I see it over in relationships. God is going to restore relationships. And that could be marriages or, you know, friendships. It could be, you know, siblings and family members, parents, things like that. So I just really see that in family, homes, finances, and relationships. And then he gave me this scripture, Psalm 116, 5. He says, because of his passion towards me, he made everything right and he restored me because of his passion towards you he has so much passion towards you that he is after restoring and making everything right in your life and so those areas in your life that you feel that the locusts have stolen and whether it's in family finances your home what relationships his passion towards you is coming to restore it all and to make it right. And then in 1 Corinthians um, 10, it says, be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. And so just a little recap here, during these fall months in the harvest season, I want, I I feel the spirit is saying, I want the church. I want my sons and my daughters to be expectant to be expectant for a move of God and that he's birthing something new, that he is restoring what the locusts have stolen and that you will be victorious because Jesus Christ is on the throne. I'm just going to pray over us again. This was just a word of encouragement. I hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Um, and I'm going to close us in this um this little passage in this psalm and then i'm gonna i'm gonna pray over us it says but i am like a green olive tree in the house of god i trust in the steadfast love of god forever and ever i will thank you forever because you have done it god i will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly i will wait and that is psalm 52 verse nine. Father God, I just lift up all of those that are listening on the other side of the screen or on the other side of this mic. Um, Lord, I just ask that you um, breathe fresh revelation on your sons and your daughters, that this is the harvest season, that the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. So Lord, I just ask that you will give fresh revelation because we live according to the revelation of God that we have. I live my life according to the revelation of you that I have. And it's by the power of your Holy Spirit 
that I have the revelation that I have. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you just breathe fresh revelation on sons and daughters. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that understand that will arise and go and work the harvest, work the field for a great revival is coming. And you really want your sons and daughters to know this is not the time to shrink back, but this is the time to arise. Stand tall for you will be victorious. Father, we love you. We praise you. And if anything that I said that was not of you, Lord, I pray that you will just let it fall off. Um, Thank you for this opportunity to speak fresh revelation. Thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that you have given me. And I don't take that lightly. Uh, Father, I ask that you bless every person in Jesus name. Amen.